Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Before we get to this week's episode, we have some very exciting news to share with all of our listeners. Palace Coffee Company here in Amarillo and Canyon has chosen us as the Cause Latte recipient for April, May, and June. Now, April's Cause Drink is called the Blue Bonnet, and I've had it, and it is really, really tasty. So, get by Palace Coffee, because $1 from every Cause Latte is donated to 24 Hours in the Canyon to go to help local cancer survivors at the Survivorship Center. Now, there's four locations you can go to. There's one in Canyon that is on the square. There's a Palace location downtown Amarillo on Polk Street, over by TJ Maxx at 34th and Coulter, and in Wolfland at Georgia and I-40. So get by one of those locations in the month of April, order a blue bonnet, or just simply say, give me the cause drink, and we will actually get some money to help local cancer survivors. Thanks a bunch. Now to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Ryan, here we are for another episode. Pam, I hope our listeners love these weekly episodes as much as we do. I know. This one's kind of out of my comfort zone. I'm not an outdoorsy person, and um, I don't know. This kind of makes me nervous, the whitewater rafting, the climbing, um, surfing. I can sense that. I can sense that in you. You know, what our listeners need to know, Pam, uh, you may remember this, but I remember it very, very vividly. The first time you and I sat down uh, to talk about you coming to work at the Survivorship Center, you, you you were very upfront and very pointed, much like you are, very, you know, matter of fact, mm-hmm. I am not a camping girl. I am not an outdoorsy girl. That's not who I am, but I know you do 24 hours in the canyon, and that's where a lot of this money comes from, that most of this money comes from for these things, but you just need to know that up. Remember that? I remember that, and I could not ride a bike for 24 hours, but you know what? Some people can, and sometimes it's about getting out of our comfort zone and yes. maybe exploring things that uh, make us uncomfortable. That's right. You come out of your comfort zone. You're, you're down at 24 hours helping us and doing things and making it happen, and yes, today is definitely one of those ones. Now, we want to make sure uh, if you are a young adult and somebody says maybe, well, I'm I'm an adult and maybe I feel young, but this is going to be really geared towards our young adult crowd, right? The 18 to 39 crowd. This is right in your wheelhouse. You need to make sure you pay great attention. And if you know someone, I'm going to give you your homework up front, Pam. We're taking a little bit of time here. I'm going to give them homework up front. If they know someone who's 18 to 39, send them the link to this podcast immediately because you guys are in for something really cool. I'm excited. Uh, Our guest today, uh, we're super, super excited to talk about this program. This is a resource that's available to you guys that are young adults. Uh, We're super excited to have uh, Mackenzie McGrath. She is the Vice President of Programs from First Descents. Mackenzie, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan and Pam. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, you know, uh, Pam hit it on the head. Um, There's a lot of cool things. Um, And so let's just jump in and let's talk about what is First Descents. And then eventually we're going to dive in uh, to the various cool programs and activities you guys do. 
Perfect. Let's get into it. All right. So first ascents, let's talk about what is first ascents? Yeah, first ascents, uh, we're a Denver-based nonprofit and we provide free outdoor adventures for young adults ages 18 to 39 impacted by cancer and other serious health conditions. And first ascents, we we've been around for 20 plus years. Uh, we're not new to the outdoor adventure space. We've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, we were founded um, in 2001 by pro kayaker Brad Ludden. And his mission at that point in time was to provide life-changing outdoor adventures for young adults impacted by cancer. And what began as, as one program uh, with 15 participants kayaking on the Colorado River has now grown to hundreds of programs where we serve thousands of young adults nationwide. Yeah, Pam, there's two things there I want to I want to highlight. So our listeners make sure they caught all this. Number one, this isn't their first rodeo. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some really crazy things, crazy things for me that I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do that. But there are some that I would do. So make sure you, you guys understand this is not their first uh, event to put on with these, these, these outdoor adventure activities. The second thing is, Pam, did you notice how much McKinsey said these things cost? Um, no, I did not. It's entirely free. Free. Does that, does that sound familiar? Hey, we like that word. That's in our budget, right? Yeah. So yeah, so free activities, free activities, and they know what they're doing. That's right. She also mentioned that it's um, for cancer patients and um, others that have serious health conditions. What's those other serious health health conditions? Yeah, great question, Pam. Uh, so first and foremost, we're an oncology organization and have been serving the cancer community since the beginning of, of time. In 2018, we identified a need and a gap in psychosocial care for young adults with MS, with multiple sclerosis. And after doing a lot of research and looking at the two communities, we found a lot of similarities in terms of lack of peer support, um, issues with body image, financial toxicity, uh, fatigue, et cetera. And so we identified, hey, there's a real opportunity for us to extend the healing power of adventure to the young adult MS community. So in 2018, we started serving that community. We expanded into that community group and been slowly building um, those programs up. They're not at all to the size of our oncology community, um, but we do a handful of them every year. And then in 2020, um, when the pandemic hit, you know, most nonprofits were trying to figure out how to stay relevant, how to pivot, how to offer their services. And, in a time of, of real kind of public health concern and operational constraints. And we thought, well, wow, we could really serve healthcare workers on the front lines of COVID. We knew that um, our oncology and our RMS community, given their immunocompromised state, would have a real hard time getting out and doing programs. And we probably didn't want to encourage them to do that. So we pivoted also to serve healthcare workers on the front lines of COVID. And, and we received over 11,000 applications from, from healthcare workers nationwide uh, during the height of the pandemic. Yeah, and to my knowledge, we were one of the only outdoor adventure companies, organizations serving those frontline healthcare workers that early in the game. We started doing that in, in spring and summer of 2020. Oh, oh my, wow. that's a lot. Yeah, and I, I'll just add too that 
And I think that this will be really interesting to, to the listeners on the line here is we, we also offer a small number of oncology caregiver programs. And that's really in an effort to support the rocks out there who are supporting our young adults who are also young adults. Um, So we're really looking at, you know, close friends and spouses and um, parents as an example. So right now we're serving four different communities. Oncology um, really constitutes at least 50% of our programs. Yeah. So is it a particular type of cancer or is it all cancers? All cancers. Doesn't matter what type of cancer, doesn't matter what stage of cancer. You know, we're accepting people that are in remission, that have no evidence of disease, who are in active treatment, or might even be towards, you know, end of life and in potentially palliative care. Ryan, that sounds familiar, huh? It does. All cancers are welcome here. You know, we, we say uh, if you live in the Texas panhandle, uh, we have resources for you. You know, that kind of changes a little bit, Pam, with, with our podcast, because we know we're reaching people far outside the Texas right. panhandle. But the unique thing is, of course, if you live in the panhandle, it doesn't matter where you're treated locally, you're treated out of town. We have resources for you. And um, that's partly, too, we're expanding our resources like by doing today, by, by learning more about first descents and making this available uh, to our young adults, because we know we're seeing more and more uh, young adults diagnosed with cancer. And um, this is right in their wheelhouse. So here's the thing. I am super ready and anxious to, to dive right in. Let's talk about these adventure activities that we've been sharing about. So Mackenzie, help our listeners understand. Let's talk about what you do, the activities first, and then let's talk about where they are. Totally. Yeah. So we, um, we offer whitewater kayaking programs, rock climbing programs, ice climbing programs, and surfing programs. And they are offered nationwide. And we really try to offer them in a, in, you know, iconic adventure destinations that people will be interested in visiting like Moab, Utah, or um, Santa Cruz, California, or on the Blackfoot river in Montana. So we're really trying to offer them in beautiful, pristine, wild places that really afford the opportunity for, you know, deep connection with the wilderness as well as um, community connection and a real opportunity to kind of take a break, you know, from everyday life and and whatnot. Um, And then they're offered in all these different locations so that it's easy access for folks that are living everywhere. Um, As I mentioned, all our programs are free. That includes you know, lodging, instruction, uh, food, and then all the equipment as well. And then we also offer travel scholarships. You know, the only thing we ask for folks to do is cover the cost to get to to and from the program. But we recognize with our oncology community, so many folks are facing financial toxicity. So we do um, offer travel scholarships and do our best to, you know, really support everybody, whether it's purchasing, you know, an airplane ticket for them or, or supporting them to put um, gas in their car. So we really do do try to reduce the barriers of of entry for everybody. And you're talking about the financial aspect and, and that uh, the getting to and from. So um, you guys who are listening, take a deep breath because you're saying, Oh, surfing, there's no way they don't do. There's no way to surf around here. I can't go all the way to California or wherever. There are actually two of these activities 
that are within driving distance of Amarillo. And, uh, you know, so let's talk about those if we can, um, because I, I do want to talk about those others as well. But but there's in uh, Buena Vista, you can do whitewater kayaking and then Estes Park is rock climbing, both in Colorado, beautiful locations. Um, let's talk about the whitewater kayaking for a second. And let's talk about what that looks like, what they can expect, um, you know, just kind of the, some specifics. But then I, I don't want to leave out the food portion, Mackenzie, because you, you talked about food. Now, I looked on your website as we were preparing and getting ready for this. Um, th this isn't just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or meet somewhere no. and, and grill some hot dogs. There's there's some legitimate food. So make sure because I know young adults, food speaks to them. And even totally. older adults, food speaks to us. So let's talk about the whitewater kayaking and then we'll talk about the food. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, our whitewater kayaking program in Buena Vista, Colorado is going to be off the charts. I'll just start with that. It's going to be in the middle of the summer. It's going to be June and July. Um, and we've got a handful of programs. I believe we're running one, two, three five weeks back to back um, for the Buena Vista whitewater kayaking programs, because we know that there's going to be a huge interest and demand. Um, it's a beautiful area. Um, Buena Vista is situated at the base of the collegiate peaks, which is, you know, the highest concentration of 14ers in Colorado. And right there, we're staying at the surf hotel and Chateau, um, which I would say, look that up. It's an incredible hotel. Um, we are partnering with them and they're giving us a really great rate and we're going to be, you know, booking out the whole backside of the hotel and its riverfront property. And if anybody has ever been to Buena Vista, you probably know that hotel. It's a really special place where a lot of events and festivals and weddings are held. Um, so we're really excited to be, to be offering it there. It's such a really exquisite lodge and, and a really beautiful backdrop with the collegiate peaks there. The yes. program is going to be five days. So it's going to be a slow progression. You know, everybody that all the participants that come to our programs are typically novice paddlers, novice climbers. Our whole approach is based on taking people with zero to no experience, showing them in slow incremental steps, the process to learn to paddle, to, you know, manage your boat, to steer, to move across um, the river to get out of your boat. All of our programs are challenged by choice, meaning nobody's ever forced. It's really, um, the pace is dictated by participants and what they feel comfortable with. And our staff are very, very trained as well as our outfitter partners in teaching this community, the oncology community specifically, and moving them from you know, learning how to put their equipment on to being able to paddle down a class two or three rapid at the end of the week. And listeners might be like, no way, there's no way I can do it. But let me tell you, I came into FD. I'd never, ever been in a whitewater kayak in my life. <laughs> and I've paddled class three rapids at the end of a week long experience, but I don't do it alone. I do it in the company of others who are also all completely in the same experience. And it's a, you know, it's a joyous um, and challenging, but also incredibly growing experience that I get to experience with my peers and everybody's in the same boat, literally and figuratively. Literally. <laughs> well, I have to say, I have to say, so Mackenzie, I, I, uh, when we were talking about this, I, I told you that my family, we, we have camped numerous times 
uh, in Buena Vista and been there. And, and, and we love to go ride mountain bikes naturally. And um, there's a trail that's called the, uh, the Midland, I think it's the Midland Trail. And it comes on the, on the opposite side of the river from downtown. And yeah. you come in right there behind uh, all of that and come down and cross the bridge. And I always end up stopping on the bridge, crossing over, because there's dozens upon dozens of people uh, whitewater kayaking right there in the downtown area. And, I, you know, that part of the Arkansas River, it, it's, it, it is a mecca, if you will, of people who whitewater kayak. And to sit there and watch them and, you know, they've got the helmet on and they've got the double paddles and they're right there and they're, they're, they're tucked into the, the boat that's waterproof, you know, they got that waterproof skirt around them and all the things. Yep. Um, but it's so amazing. And I sit there and I think, nah, I couldn't do that. I'll just stick to two wheels, but it's beautiful. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And you're right. The hotel, you guys, uh, you need to look that up. I've, I've not stayed there. I've seen it. it. It's very, very, very cool. It's new. It's nice. It's right on the water. It's beautiful. Uh, the one thing that you left out, and I know this might be enticing to some of our, our um, uh, young adults um, uh, and our, our um, dietitian may say, oh, she always says everything in moderation, but there's an amazing brewery that's there in Buena Vista called Eddie line. So um, just as a side note for you got not your 18, 19 and 20 year olds, but 21 and plus <laughs> as a side note, but the whitewater kayaking, the last question I have about that, Pam, I know I'm, I'm hogging all the time here, but do they do the roles that I see those people do sometimes in the, in the whitewater kayaking? Great question. <laughs> we teach what's called the wet exit. So really it's teaching people on day one or day two, hey, if you flip in your boat, I know this sounds a little scary for folks, but it's part of, part of the process. Um, I had to go through it too. If you flip, how do you get out? And so that's called a wet exit. The roll is a far more advanced technique that we don't typically cover within a week. You just need a lot more experience on the river. So really we're trying to teach people the, the basics on this week long program. And then many of them go on and continue, you know, kayaking or taking lessons in their own respective community. Mm -hmm. And I have seen a tremendous amount of progression of people learning to roll, um, you know, shortly after the program. Sometimes if it's a group that feels more comfortable, our, um, our guides might carve out a little bit more time to teach them the real basics of roll, but typically, um, people are just learning the wet exit approach and people can look that up online. Bottom line is, bottom line is safety is paramount. So right there, guys, you, you know, listening to this, yeah. you're in good hands. So McKinney, you said this is a five day event. Are you in the kayak 24 seven? What, what does the week look like? Yeah. So great question there. I mean, a, our first ascents program is an, an entire experience that the outdoor activity portion is the focal point. That's what we found to be um, the most impactful, you know, the opportunity where we see a tremendous amount of personal growth and collective growth, but not all the time is on the river. You're staying with a group at a beautiful lodge. Um, as Ryan had mentioned, we have a very strong nutritional component of our programs and first ascents is, is dedicated and, and passionate about um, providing healthy meals and nutrition education at our programs. So 
We do believe in, in the healing properties of food and the benefits that can be gained from sharing amazing meals together. So there's also a very strong focus on nutrition, nutrition education and time sharing meals together as a group. But typically on a typical day, you know, folks wake up, we have an amazing meal for breakfast that sometimes comprises of two or three um, courses. There's a cold breakfast, there's a hot breakfast. Um, and then of course, we've got all the beverages that go with it too. And then we usually pack for lunch. And then we spend most of the day out on the river with plenty of time for rest. Uh, we usually, you know, paddle um, up to a beach, have lunch there, take a break. Um, and then we try to round out the day ending by mid-afternoon, late afternoon, um, and then going back to the lodge, giving people downtime, time to chill out and rest. We have um, an happy hour time. All our programs are, are substance-free um, and alcohol-free. We do ask folks to you know, just take a break from that during the program experience. But we do have a really beautiful um, kind of happy hour that everybody comes together and has meals pre-dinner um, and just time to kind of chill out. And then we have a really nice dinner. And then we have campfire, which is a real kind of intentional, fun time for everybody to come together around a campfire um, and talk about the day and what they learned, what they experienced. It's not a forced conversation by any means. It's just real an opportunity for everybody to like decompress and talk about what they learned. So is there any mention of cancer? Yes. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, all our programs, they're not clinical. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't have psychologists or therapists um, at the program. But what we have found is that with our cancer community, um, folks naturally start to open up and a couple days into the program and want to talk about their experience want to talk about what their treatment's been like or what the you know journey has been like for them. And so it kind of, it just naturally happens. It happens in an organic, mm -hmm. very authentic way. Um, and there's no forced conversation, but I've never been on a program where it doesn't come up. Yeah. You know, oftentimes I hear young adults, they just, they want to get on with living and they don't want to dwell on their cancer. So, you know, you didn't mention anything about that. So that's a cool um, thing that happens organically. And, you know, Pam, we see that too, with a lot of our activities, right? Uh, whether it's a fly fishing outing that we do, or, you know, uh, a hike at Paladero Canyon State Park, it, it does, it happens uh, as Mackenzie said, organically, there, it doesn't, it's not something that we dwell on either. Um, you know, th this fits into that category that we've heard several times on our, our podcast of the, the mini vacations, the little small getaways, the things, you know, to, to mind escapes, take, you know, mind off of maybe that, that, that um, scan that's coming up or, you know, the results you're waiting on or whatever that may be is, is a great opportunity to, to be in, in the presence of the outdoors. And gosh, you, know, you talked about the healing power of adventure and just being outdoors is what's amazing. Um, I, I can't imagine a more beautiful place, although you also have rock climbing at Estes Park. So maybe that's in some of our, our listeners' uh, wheelhouse. Let's talk about some rock climbing, because I know that's not going to be something I would want to do. <laughs> well, well, I'm a rock climber at heart, and that's what I love, love, love to do. I came into FD with lots of years of experience in, in climbing. So I love to get to be able to apply that and to teach others who are new to the sport through our programs. 
Um, Estes Park is beautiful. It's the home of Rocky Mountain National Park. It's one of our largest national parks in the nation. Um, you know, you're going to be deep in the Rocky Mountains there, feeling really this transformational kind of experience. You might see elk, you know, deer. You'll be right at the entrance of the park, staying at the YMCA is who we partner with. We've got a beautiful lodge there. Um, I've heard it's one of the best lodges that we've ever stayed at nationwide. So that's a new partnership. We're really excited to be, um, to be staying there. And every day is a slow progression, learning how to rock climb in one of the coolest places to climb. So it's, you know, a lot of smaller rock walls within the Estes Park Valley where we're teaching people the basics. You know, the first day is very much about, um, you know, putting a harness on, how to tie into a rope, learning to belay. There's a very strong focus on teaching people the technical skills so that they feel empowered um, and safe and that they're not solely reliant on a guide. I mean, a guide will be there all the time backing people up, but we also, you know, a big focus of, of our programs is giving people the skills so that they can continue to um, have adventure be an everyday part of their life, whether that's, you know, and I know that adventure means different things to different people. Yeah. Um, but the Estes Park program is one of my favorite programs. Um, it's just a couple hours away from our headquarters in Denver, and it's pretty easy to get into. You'll fly into Denver International Airport. It's about a two-hour drive, um, and everything's set up for you. Like I said, it's kind of a similar progression um, as our whitewater kayaking program. And the last day is typically this culminating experience where we get to do this really cool multi-pitch climb and or a massive rappel. And people love rappelling because it's, you know, it's just such a rad experience to be able to see the world from the top of a, a rock wall. Oh my gosh. My, my, Pam, my going down, just knowing that you're not just left on this mountain to climb or in the kayak to figure it out. So. Yeah, but my my Pam, my heights are it's kicking in. I don't the rappelling sounds cool until I have to like take that first step. But here's the thing: I, they are there with you. I mean, if it, if if you didn't have the helpers, you didn't have the guides, you didn't have the guidance. I mean, uh, maybe I should overcome my fear and, and give that a try. But thankfully, again, safety is paramount. And these are these are five day long experiences as well, right, Mackenzie? Yep, this is a five day experience too. Um, and like you said, Ryan, our guides and our staff are there every step of the way. And you know, you might be somebody that comes into a program that's afraid of heights, for example, and that's fine. You might not fully ever get over your fear of heights. But we move in these very slow, safe, incremental steps where people feel a little bit more comfortable with time. And so, you know, we'd love to have you out at a program. I guarantee on day one, you might be like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. And by day five, you're going to be like, this is amazing. I'm, you know, this is the coolest experience I've ever had. And you will come out of it feeling way more confident and comfortable in your own self and then yourself, you know, in that um, natural environment, doing something that you're not used to doing. So Mackenzie, for those that are listening the the young adults and they're thinking, man, this is what I want to do. How do they get involved or what's the process of getting, um, a trip scheduled? Yeah. You just go onto our website, firstascents.org, and you go to our programs page and you place a programs inquiry. 
And that's how you get started. A member of my team will reach out to you or you'll start getting emails on next steps. It's that simple. Yeah. Is there any qualifications that they have to have before they can go on the trips? No, you know, we really try to um, get everybody out there as, you know, and like I said, reduce the, the barriers to entry. I will say with part of the application process, our, for our cancer community, we do ask that our um, oncology applicants have a conversation with their medical provider and that they have a medical provider fill out a doctor's note to say, yes, you know, this is totally appropriate um, for this individual and I support them going. And we feel that that's a really important thing so that folks have the opportunity to talk with a qualified medical professional about, hey, what are some things that I should consider, um, you know, and, and have just a one-on-one -on -one dialogue with somebody. And then also my team is, is there um, and specializes in talking to folks about, hey, what are the challenges? What are the opportunities? What are the things to consider? But really, Pam, we, we take folks, like I mentioned, um, you know, with all types of different diagnoses, different forms of cancer, and at any stage, really. That's so cool. It is. It really is. Um, so maybe you're listening and you're singing. I mean, I don't know. It sounds fun. It's just, it's just going boating, you know, sitting in a kayak, it's climbing some rocks. Here, here's where I'm headed with this. And Mackenzie, I want you to, to speak to this is you guys, what I think is really cool about this is, is, is y'all, we, we know it works. We see it with our hikes and our, our fly fishing. You're learning lifelong skills that you can do and take someone who's, who's never done and, and they learn and they want to do more. But you guys actually have some scientific data that you've done a, a clinical study, a clinical trial, and, you, and you've yep. got a published data set that says, no, 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 it really does boost self-confidence these activities it really boosts this it de it uh decreases depression Let, let's let's address that with our listeners because i that's that added intrinsic yeah it's fun and yeah it's great and it's, it's exciting but there's actually some scientific backing behind this stuff yeah totally um you know like you said there is the qualitative anecdotal hey this was highly impactful for me um but we've also found that in order to really be able to articulate the need and the significance and the impact of our programs, it's important for us to research it, to uh, measure program efficacy and effectiveness. And throughout the years, we've done a number of uh, research uh, projects and have research partnerships. Uh, actually, right now, we have a research partnership going with the National Institutes of Health, and we're studying the efficacy of our um, programs and time spent outside on on stress among healthcare workers that attend our programs. But specifically with regard to oncology, we've been studying this space for many, many years and have done quite a few um, research uh, projects. And the findings that we found is really our programs help to um, improve body image, self-compassion, um, self-esteem, self-confidence is a huge one. Um, and that's more specifically around, you know, people often come to a program feeling limited by their thoughts and they might not even realize it. 
But our, our program is really aimed naturally in a way to untangle those limiting thoughts and have folks really look at that a little bit closer. And so we found that it's effective and people do walk out of our programs feeling strengthened self-confidence. We've also found that our programs are effective in reducing depression and anxiety and alienation and fatigue in our participants. And this is all done through research studies as well as post-program surveys. Every participant that attends our program receives a post-program survey where we're measuring the impact of our programs on them on an individual basis. So yeah, we're not new to this space and we have science to, to prove it. And um, if anybody's interested in learning more about the impact of our programs, check it out on our website. It's on firstdescents.org, our impact. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, Pam, this is the full meal package right here. I mean, it's, it is, it's fun. It's adventuresome. Uh, maybe like, like I would do, as McKenzie says, learn something new, you know, be challenged, uh, walk away feeling uh, accomplished. And yet at the same time, uh, there's science backing it up that it is beneficial um, to do activities amongst your peers and do it safely. So if you're listening and, and you're fit into the 18 to 39 category, go to their website, firstdescents.org, check it out, uh, ask the questions if you have questions there, look on there. The one thing that we didn't talk about, just because it's a long ways away from here, is your surfing programs. Can we just briefly yeah. touch base on that? Because I know maybe, maybe there's a listener out there that's like, I've always wanted to surf. Yeah. So let's let's briefly touch on that. Absolutely. We have surfing programs on the Eastern seaboard as well as the Western seaboard. So we're offering them in the Outer Banks as well as Santa Cruz, California. And surfing programs are amazing. We're usually staying at a lodge right on the beach, which makes it just easy to get up in the morning, enjoy your meal, have a slow, you know, relaxing morning kind of at your own tempo and then walk out to the beach. Or if it's not, if we're not on the beach, we're very close to the beach. And you spend the day out there slowly with the progression of learning to paddle, slowly learning to ride a wave, catch a wave. But one thing that I really like about the surfing programs is it really offers the opportunity for respite and renewal. If you're not feeling it, you're tired, you need a break, all you do is swim to the beach, you hang out. We're really good about setting up tents, you know, having snacks and meals out there. Um, and so that, that's a real uh, kind of special experience in terms of, it's an individual experience. It's also a collective experience, but you can also take breaks, you know, quite easily on that, on that type of program. Cool. One thing you didn't mention, but I'm guessing a lot of people walk away with new friendships too. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Actually, you know, as I was talking about our impact, I thought, gosh, I didn't even talk about peer-to-peer -peer support. <laughs> that is the number one thing that we are getting from our participants mm -hmm. through direct observation, through group interviews, or from our survey results, is a feeling, a sense of community and peer-to-peer -peer connection. And if I had to sum up FD in two themes of what we're focused on, it's adventure and community connection. And what we're also trying to do here at FD is, you know, we've got thousands of alumni. We're, we may have served up to 10,000 alumni now 
And many of those alumni, you know, leave our programs feeling they have a new sense of place, uh, community connection. Many of them have built, you know, their social life really becomes deeply kind of enriched with the FD community. Um, and people go on to feel, you know, a, a sense of connection with the company, with the organization and, and with the community. And that's something we're really striving towards is building in opportunities, resources, platforms to for our community to continue connecting outside of our, our facilitated programs. That's a strong emphasis of ours. Now, can participants come back to participate or is it a one and done? Yeah, so we used to offer programs in perpetuity mm -hmm. and we've moved into this space. We have so much overwhelming interest and there is such a need you know, there's over 80,000 young adults uh, diagnosed with cancer annually that now in the past couple of years, we've moved from, hey, come to as many programs as you want to realizing, hey, we really have to limit it to one overnight program per young adult. And that's because really we want to increase our reach, our impact, our scale and believes that, you know, we really want to extend the healing power of adventure to as many young adults as possible. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, I'm just blown away by the availability, just this opportunity for you guys who um, are listening that are young adults. This is a great, great resource. Maybe you've never heard of. And here we are talking about, you know, the potential of five to seven, eight type, you know, times um, that that's, you still have time to apply for. Um, they correct McKenzie, they could still apply and, and, and be chosen for one of the upcoming uh, this summer for Estes Park or Buena Vista. Absolutely. Just go and place your inquiry on our program's inquiry page. And there might be some folks on the line that are like, oh, I'm in treatment. I don't really know. Timing doesn't feel appropriate to me. I'd say get your name in there, place an inquiry and a member of my team will talk to you. And we're really you know, experiencing and uh, proficient at working with people to, you know, get them out to a program that works with their treatment plans as well. So if, you know, somebody, I'd say for that person on the line, that's like, oh, this sounds great. Maybe next year, still put your name in there. We want to know that, you know, you are interested in our programs. It also helps us determine how many programs we want to offer, how many programs we need to offer to, to serve everybody that's interested in getting out. And my team will work with everybody um, as closely as possible to get them out for a program that works for them. You know, Ryan, we're always telling our people to get out of their comfort zone. And so yes. I wanna challenge them to just go out there, look at the website and get involved with them. It sounds like some great adventures and right. um, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Could not uh, agree more with you, Pam. You know, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, for, for us, we don't have um, programs that are week long. We don't have programs like that, but also getting out of your comfort zone and maybe trying a yoga class. Maybe, you, you know, you've always thought and heard water exercise is a great program. Come try out our water class. You know, uh, as it warms up, we'll start getting ready to do another hike to the lighthouse at Paladuro Canyon. That may sound scary. It's six miles round trip. And you may think, no way. But I'm telling you, we have provisions to get you there and get you back. 
We're not going to leave you behind. We're going to make sure you start out. We're going to make sure you return right back to where your, your car is, you know, all of those things. So um, stepping out of your comfort zone, that's another great opportunity for you guys um, to, to check out First Ascents. Absolutely. Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining us today. You've uh, filled us with a lot of knowledge and maybe I'll get out of my comfort zone and uh, get out there, maybe hiking, not surfing, not just yet. But um, we like to leave our listeners with the Pete's Powerful Moment. We are sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia. Do you have one that you could share with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, you know, I started FD in, in 2018. Um, I lost my brother to cancer. That's how my journey ended up at FD, essentially. Um, you know, shortly after I started FD, I, um, I went on my first week-long experience, and it was paddling the Rogue River in Oregon. I had never in my life paddled a river or been in a hard-shell whitewater kayak, um, but it was a really beautiful program, and you know, for folks that go out to a week-long experience, you'll never forget it, ever. It'll be something that stays with you for the rest of your life. Um, and, and that was my experience as well. And, you know, at that program, there was a group of 15 oncology participants and, and two of them really stood out to me. And two of them were friends um, and they came to the program and they were kind of advanced and in their diagnosis and undergoing treatment. And one of them in particular was just a really joyful, loving, generous person. And, and he was a DJ on the side. And so he brought his turntables to the program. And when we weren't paddling on the river, he'd set up his turntables and we'd have, you know, we'd listen to him play and we'd have dance parties every night. And that's just something that I remember so vividly about, you know, the experience, it wasn't just about the river, it was a lot of it was about connecting with these really special people and creating community. And I found out last year that he passed. And I guess, you know, the, what I'm trying to say is this work and ex experiencing a free program is, is really an unspeakable privilege. Um, and I feel really fortunate to, to be able to get out there and to support the oncology community. And I just encourage everybody on the line to, to consider it for themselves too. Yeah. Reminds me of my first experience at 24. It's very overwhelming. And it, and yes, yes. And, and it's, um, it's impactful and it makes a huge imprint on you. I think um, everybody remembers, you know, when the first of something, right. The first time they, when they got diagnosed with cancer, when they got that phone call, they may remember the first time they showed up at 24 hours to be a part of the survivor send-off, Pam, and how impactful that is and, and the meanings behind that. And I guarantee you, this is one of those life-changing uh, moments. Um, if you are chosen and able to go to one of the first descents programs, as you just said, Mackenzie, you'll never forget it. Absolutely not. I'll just, uh, if you don't mind, share a quote that really sticks with me that a participant once shared with me, which is, yeah. you know, the, the doctors and medicine saved my life, but First Ascents taught me how to live again. And that's what we try to do here at FD. Yeah. That's so awesome. Powerful, powerful stuff right there. 
Yeah, you guys that are listening, make sure you share this with your your friends or people that you know. Um, naturally, you know we are centrally located here in the Panhandle of Texas, and uh, but we know we're reaching people elsewhere, and 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 you know others who are diagnosed and and of the ages of eighteen to thirty nine. So make sure you get this out to them, Pam. I, I think, um, gosh, every one of them that we know need to go on one of these trips. Most definitely. And I think you need to get on the river the next time. That should be your homework. <laughs> That'd be my homework. Okay. Well, we can we can discuss that offline. The yeah, now yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, so your homework, right? We always leave homework. So make sure you share this with your your friends, your neighbors, your your family who may be uh, of of a young adult diagnosed with cancer. And uh, Mackenzie, I just thank you so much for joining us. I know your your brother is. Um, very pleased with what you're doing. And uh, you, the, this organization is, does a lot of good for a lot of people. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Yeah. You know, Pam, I think um, I, I, I want to make sure that, that they know where to go. So go to First Descents. It's D-E-S-C-E-N-T-S dot org. Firstdescents.org. Get out there. Uh, the healing power of adventure. We like to say the healing power of outdoors as well with some of our programs. And but this is this is more than just being outdoors. It's being adventuresome. And then make sure you join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week.